This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30DAYSFREE. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. All right, we are live. Billy Carson here. Forbidden knowledge. I am sitting in a lobby of a hotel because the internet in the room is horrible. So I had to set up the best that I could here. Hopefully, everyone can hear me pretty good. And uh, if you guys can hear me, let me know if you can hear me pretty good. I'm kind of on a, a makeshift situation here. I, had, I did the best I could. <laughs> But I didn't want to miss the opportunity to go live with you guys. Let's see here. Hopefully this internet is a little bit better than I had in the room. 444, what's happening? Numbers and letters says, sounds good. Steven, thumbs up. All right. Okay. Can hear you loud and clear. Thank you so much, Barlow. Okay. So we're good. Um, yeah, guys, I'm in Key West, Florida right now, all the way down in the bottom of the state, as far as you can go to the bottom of the state of Florida right now. Um, uh, decided to come down here and do some work. That's one of the benefits of, you know, working for yourself. You can decide when and where and how you work. So been working and grinding all day, but just wanted to come down and, and take advantage of some cool ocean breezes and some scenery while I work. And so that's what I've been doing out here today. Uh, today is the day that we're going to, uh, I'm going to play the Red Man interview. And I'm actually going to, what's up, Brian Butts? That's my good friend there, Brian. Uh, I'm going to play the, play the Red Man interview, uh, and it's going to be while I'm still on here. So it's my first time broadcasting this way. Really interested to see how this one works. Uh, it should work great. I tested it already the other day. Seemed like it's going to work just fine. And maybe I'll be able to mute some of the noise in the background as well. Uh, you know, and I, I, I really want to touch on this whole Ukraine situation. Uh, but I'm going to save that for a full-blown rant. So I think I'm going to do a rant on Ukraine and the situation with the Ukraine uh, war. And that's probably because I'm going to give you guys a breakdown of where the money is. And so I'm probably going to do that, I'm thinking now, Saturday uh, or maybe Friday night. One of the two, I'm picking out which day it's going to be right now because I don't want to just spend that time right now and only have a limited amount of time. Uh, but I will spend some time on that, a good hour going through that whole scenario and why there is this war, who's behind it, who, what, where, and why, and how, and where's the money, follow the money. 
and we're going to expose that where that money is coming from and where it's going and who's involved in collecting and sharing these profits. All right. So that's what we're going to do about that. It's going to be a fire rant. All right. But without further ado, I had a great talk. You know, Redman is a is a, uh, a great actor, music artist, producer. I had uh, saw that he started following my account. Thank you, Stephen Williams, for the super stickers. All those donations go to help underprivileged children. Uh, I saw that Redman was, um, you know, following my account on Instagram. I was like, wow. So I followed him back on Instagram. Then I got a notification that Redman was following my account on YouTube, on this on this YouTube account. I was like, wow, Redman's following this YouTube account. So I followed him back on YouTube. That was a long time ago, you know? And um, and I said, okay, I wonder if, uh, you know, he'd be interested in, in sharing some of his background and his history with my followers. So I dropped him a DM and he responded and said he'd be more than happy to hop on a, a podcast with me. So that was great. So pretty excited about that. Um, you know, turns out he's a really cool guy. He's hardcore. So there are a couple of bleeps <laughs> on this podcast just because I know there's a lot of kids watching when I put it on Forbidden TV. So we had to bleep out a few things. But his story is uh, interesting because it shows, once again, just like myself, no matter where you come from, there's always, always, always a way out and a way to do better and to learn more about yourself and seek self-knowledge, which is what I gather from this podcast. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and um, you know play this podcast right now. So sit tight and let me go ahead and set this video file up. And we will get right into it. And then I'll be back on here with you still live. Let's see here. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. Hey, everyone. Billy Carson here. Forbidden Knowledge. Welcome to the Forbidden Knowledge podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. That's why this is a very special podcast release. I have its normal Thursday time. I have a guest who uh, I've been following him uh, for a very, very long time, decades, long before the Internet even existed. His name is Reginald Reggie Noble, but you may know him as Redman. He's an American MC, rapper, DJ, record producer and actor. He came to fame in the early 1990s as an artist on the Def Jam label. And in 1990, the Funk Doctor made his world debut with the EPMD album Business As Usual. Appearing on tracks Hardcore and Brothers on My Job, he is also known for his collaborations with Method Man, including their starring roles in films and sitcoms. And he was also a member of the Def Squad in the late 1990s. For the past two decades, Red Man brought you some classic albums and some of the most energetic stage performances the world over. A general and a veteran in the game, he looks and feels better than ever before. And now he's starring in Power Book 2 on Stars. Welcome, Redman. All right, so Redman, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Dragon? <laughs> <laughs> man, your voice is classic, man. Anybody can identify that voice on any cartoon, any TV show. They don't have to see your face, man. That's what's so classic about that voice you got. Yo, it's funny you say that because, yeah. yo, because I walk around with my mask on. This is my mask. Right. And I have my up here. <laughs> and I'll be in a store, bro. Yeah. And a person that be come up to me like if I'm like talking to the 
to the lady that's ringing up my food or whatever yeah. I'm getting, somebody had tapped me on the shoulder like, I knew that was you. I could tell by your voice. And yeah. then I'm, I'm still up like this. Right, right. I'm like this. <laughs> and like, I knew it was you from your voice. And yeah. I never believed I had a distinctive voice until yeah. like, you know, a couple of my friends told me and I started noticing it more in the public, you know, yeah, yeah. because we was driven to wear a mask and all mm-hmm. that. You know, right. So. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That voice part, I think really part of what makes a, a person become special, especially like in your field, is that voice. It's something that's unique that kind of really just stands out above the other. So you can always distinctively you could pull it out of a crowd. You Like when you speak, your voice is always going to be heard, which is powerful, man. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um. That is what makes us different, especially with us in the 90s. We had to have uh, a different look. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had to have different beliefs. We had to have a different sound, different sonics. Uh, Like No one can sound like me. No one can sound like meth. No one can sound like Buster. Mm -hmm. Uh, No one can sound like 50. No one can sound like Eminem. No one can sound like, you know, uh, Little Kim. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Light, you know, so. It was about being a superhero with your own distinctive quality. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the 90s and 80s. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about the early years. Like, when you, so you grew up in Newark initially, right? Yes, sir. Newark, New Jersey. That's a high crime rate area, man. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, But (laughs) we brought the crime weight down uh, because of our mayor, Roz Barak. And he's been doing a great job of- You know, uh, making sure the people are safe and safety on the streets. Mm. And our city is like a, our city is like a chocolate city. Like if you even listen to any George Clinton old records, he mentioned yeah. the chocolate cities. Newark right. is one of them. Okay. And I can honestly say, like from everyone to our mayor to our chief of police, mm-hmm. I came from Newark, from the streets of Newark. Like mm. not just saying that, you know, they came out, of, they came actually off the streets of Newark where they would right. know the top gangster dude to go converse with them and, okay. and bring peace. Nice. And because what happens is, you know, you, you have these inner cities where you have uh, uh, police uh, guys that's been signed on to police the area. That's mm. not from the area. You can't police Newark, New Jersey from a white town. Right, right. And expect to have order the right way yeah. like you want it. You have to really be in the essence of it and know the streets and know mm-hmm. the people. So yeah. I can honestly say our mayor in charge, Roz Barak, with the help mm-hmm. of my boy, Dupre Kelly, who will be mm-hmm. the first artist to ever uh, win a political position. Wow. As an, as a, from a rap artist, my boy from Law City Underground. I'm sure you heard of him. Yeah. My boy is running for councilman of our ward, and I'm part of his committee. And wow. we've been putting in work in our community for the last 12 to 15 years. And now he's finally running for a councilman of the West mm-hmm. Ward. And he will win May 10th. Yeah. And <laughs> he will be the first uh, rap artist to ever win a political position. So we're making history. That's huge, man. That's huge. Yes. It's yeah, Sometimes I talk about this when I'm you know, talking about how are we going to be able to change systems? We have to infiltrate them. Yes. You have to get. You have to go. You have to have the conscious, conscious when you're on the outside. Like, okay, this system is not working properly, and then you got to say, well, instead of you know kicking my feet up and watching the world burn, how can I get involved? How can I make some change from the inside out? 
And so that's dope, man. That's amazing. That's exactly gotta, what needs to be done. That's right. You got to yeah. put people on the inside that yeah. we want to and we want to implement a blueprint to everyone mm-hmm. out there. Like, yeah. you know, instead of just trying to work for the profit, start working for the purpose if you want to mm-hmm. help your community. And mm-hmm. with a guy like my boy Do It All, Dupre Kelly, look him up, yeah. research him. Um, yeah. He's been in the rap game since I've been in the rap game. So mm-hmm. it's not about the money, yeah. first of all. Um, is really dedicated to the the structure mm. of our community, uh, yeah. especially when it comes to social equity and everything. So mm-hmm. we we about like the education. Really, we want to see. We actually want to see where the money is going. We actually get a chance to see where yes. that money is actually going. Exactly, and that's, <laughs> that's what important. We're about is where's that money actually going? So right. We're going to make change. You know That's going to be great, man. I'm looking forward to, to following up on that. Yes, please, please. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely, man. When you were younger and growing up in Newark, was it, how was life for you? Were you kind of, was it easy and smooth or did you come and hit a couple of hard bumps? Fuck no. My, it was hard all the way until I got grown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Anybody yeah. know growing up in Newark, New Jersey? Yeah. Especially at the end of the uh, 70s and 80s, especially mm-hmm. in the 80s. Like my area, my hood was full of brothers. Yeah. Right? Like you know how you have a neighborhood so full of brothers till when some girls move around the way, all of them start acting a fool, trying to be yeah. the ones to be they. My hood was full of brothers, and I was—I can honestly say I was the most lightest guy <laughs> out my neighborhood. Wow. So I had to really fight a lot yeah. at a young yeah. age. I believe it. Um, my mother wasn't having it. My pops really didn't show me how to fight. So mm-hmm. I had to get my ass kicked a couple of times until yeah. I learned how to kick ass. Right, right. And once I learned how to kick ass, I became one of those favorites that if anybody move around the way, mm-hmm. they would call me, let Red fight him, let Red fight him. And they oh, didn't man. know that was wearing and tearing on my soul. I didn't mm-hmm. want to fight. But yeah. I had to fight because I thought it was the thing to do. So right. it was rough. Around my way, uh, it was poverty, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, but what I can say, it was very family orientated, meaning mm-hmm. a lot of people may not had their fathers around, but it was a lot of siblings in the house. Back. Gotcha. It was sort of like the good time days on good times. It was yeah. that kind of feel. Mm-hmm. You know, some Some of the fathers was in the house and some weren't. And the ones mm-hmm. that weren't, they had a lot of brothers and sisters to each house. I came mm-hmm. from that uh, that area of Newark where yeah. it was more than five to six siblings in a house, in each house. Wow. So when we had fun doing uh, backyard parties, playing mm-hmm. kickball or playing yeah. football, it was a big event. If someone fought, it was a big event. It was like maybe like 30 to 40 people out there watching a fight. It was wow. that, it was that uh, <laughs> out there. So yeah, I had to fight right. a lot. It wasn't easy. And my mom's used to, I had to fight so much till my mom's locked me out the door. Because oh, I man. ran home. I was like, I want to fight today. She said, uh-uh, right. lock the door on me. Get wow. Your ass oh, fight. Wow. So, uh, I had to learn the yeah. hard way, but I learned. You learned, man. You learned. Yeah. I went through kind of the same thing. So I was born in Queens, New York. And then moved down to Miami. This is 1977. 
Mm-hmm. And I had the New York accent. I, I didn't have the Southern draw. I didn't have it down yet, right? You know, we fit into we finna, we finna, and all this other kind of stuff, you know. Uh, and so they thought I was trying to be bougie or proper. That was the way I was raised up until that point, how to speak. Right. Uh, and so they wanted to fight me because I didn't speak the same. So I started getting in fights every single I went through the same thing, getting beat up a few times first. <laughs> you gotta learn how to fight exactly. and defend yourself, you know. And, right. and and when it goes down everybody's there you know what i'm saying yeah. everybody so i know yeah. exactly where you're coming from on that one man crazy yes. that's right yeah. when did you think you know start realizing that you had the gift for you know you know making music and trying to rap and 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 be an MC and everything else uh great question uh because I, I i i try to really you know show youngins and even teach my mm-hmm. kids like my passion, how did I get into it? And I tell yeah. them, and I, like I'm telling you, that it started at a young age. Like I remember, matter of fact, my neighbors next door, they had over like 13 siblings in that house right next door. Hmm. But one of them was a DJ. And they used to have basement parties and backyard parties all the time. And I can remember me at 11 years old when my parents put me to bed and I used to sneak out the backyard and jump over the fence of my yard and go to their basement party right next door. Right. And I used to be down there just watching the DJs. Now, mind you, this was the day of not even a mixer was involved, mm-hmm. like to bring the records. In. They they use volume knobs. They yeah, yeah. Stereo components. And they turn one volume down, one volume up, one volume down, one volume up. Mm-hmm. And I used to be so amazed of just the music and the energy people dancing in there. And then, uh, you know, from the records that was coming out, like, uh, like my, my moms and pops played a lot of music, Diana Ross to Nat King Cole, all through that era, they played it. I was a fan of that. The Jackson five, I was Mm -hmm. been heavy at a young age and it, but it all started with me wanting to DJ. Mm. And I remember when I heard, the Grandmaster Flash record, uh, when he was cutting, uh, I forgot the Grandmaster. It was ah, uh, I suck right now. Grandmaster Flash, <laughs> when he did nothing but cuts, and oh, all DJs know what I'm talking about. And when I first heard that record, I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible yeah. <laughs> the energy!" So I was so attra- I was much more attracted to the energy and the way music made me feel, right. and how it made people feel. So mm-hmm. I already knew right off the bat at 10 years old, I wanted to do this. Then wow. I started rap spitting bars at like maybe 15 or 16. Now, let me, I, I tell this story very, very, I want to tell this story very clear to the youth and everyone mm-hmm. that's listening. All right. At 16 and 15, maybe 17. Mm-hmm. I, I was heavy in the music then. I done moved on and got my own DJ equipment, saved my money. I was selling drugs. So I, I was able to buy my own. Uh, not yet. I, well, no, no. Let me correct myself. I wasn't selling drugs <laughs> yet because it was at 16 where I asked my mother. I said, no. Ma, if you buy me these turntables, I will never in my life ask you for another dime. I wow. swear. And that's a, a strong statement to be mentioned in that 16 yeah. years old. Mm-hmm. So she thought about it because she knew I was very dedicated into what I was doing in the craft of music. Yeah. And the ter- the turntables was only like maybe like $400, $200 mm-hmm. a piece. 
Yeah. But back then in the 80s, that's a lot of money. 86. That's a lot of money. That's you Heck might as yeah. well said six thousand dollars. Hell so yeah. It took like like maybe uh seven to eight months after me begging, begging, she said, you know what? I'm gonna buy these turntables and when i do you better not never ask me for a dime again i said i won't she wow. brought me those turntables bro and i went in so heavy till yeah. i was like all right i i'm started djing i'm making money now i'm i'm in the streets more i'm selling drugs mm-hmm. i'm buying records i'm buying anything i want I'm, i got yeah. the style i got jewels from, wow. from me selling weed and selling coke now i'm a dj djing at different parties mm-hmm. i'm in the groove of I'm right. in the groove until this day. I have never asked my mother for a dime since 16 years old because wow. I was that dedicated to yeah. music. And right, then, right. like the story, yo, the story is crazy. I don't think you're ready for this. <laughs> then, then I heard EPMD, which oh you know, yeah, oh EPMD, my goodness, me dollars. They was yeah. one of my favorite uh, duo groups. Mm-hmm. I heard them when I first heard them. I said, oh, yeah. my sister room didn't have a door. Me and my sister, her room was there. My room was here. And, uh-huh. you know, when you're in the hood, only only thing to separate your room was a curtain. So I pulled, little curtain. The, That's curtain it. Back. <laughs> I pulled the curtain back. I told her, I said, yo, do you hear this? Yeah. I said, yo, I'm going to rap. I'm, I'm going to do this. Let me be your DJ. You start writing. I write your rhymes. I said, wow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get in the game. I, yeah. I told her right then and there. I said, I'm going to get in the game. And wow. she didn't believe me. Later on, down the line, I fucking run into EPMD. Damn. Manifestation. Club. Club. They wasn't even supposed to be there. MC Light was supposed to be there. Yeah. I wasn't even going out to the club that night. My boys mm. was like, yo, we going to, to the club to see MC Light. But I think she canceled, so EPMD going to be there. And I'm wow. like, all right, cool. Um, All right. And we go there, and my boy had asked us to go see EPMD in the back room. Wow. I'm a DJ with a couple of rhymes, Bill. Yeah, yeah. A couple of rhymes. And they at my boys was back there spitting their rhymes because that's mm-hmm. what they came to do. They came to get on with EPMD. Yeah. So they spit their rhymes, spit their rhymes. Right. And then uh my boy said, uh my D de- uh because I was DJing for my boy. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. my boy from Lords of the Underground, who's running for councilman. Wow. I was DJing for him at the time. Mm-hmm. And see how it all comes full circle. And he said, my DJ rap. Wow. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was so shocked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and EPMD, EPMD, uh, Eric Sermon from EPMD, he was like, yo, go ahead, kick a bar. I was like, no, 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 no. So they kept talking, they kept talking. And he just said, you know what? Let me hear something from you. Because wow. it, it was something about, he pressed me. I was like, wow. let me l- let me hear something. Let me just hear that one rhyme. Yeah. I was like, all right. And I started off spinning. I was like, I, I, I said something like, I sting like the rock group, and I had punchlines that yeah. they really never heard. Wow. They brought me on stage that night. Damn. In my hood at a club. Wow. They said, yo, after I spit my bars, they said, this is our new artist. What's your name? What's your name? Oh. What's your name? <laughs> Redman. And this is our new artist, Redman. Uh, y'all look out for him. Wow. And everybody in the audience was like this. Oh, man. It was like, that was just in here with us just now. <laughs> and Carson, yo, but it goes on. This is how God works for me. Yeah. So my boys that brought me back there, right? Right. 
because I'm a loyal dude. I'm loyal, and sometimes right. people bite me in the ass, but I'm very loyal, and I'm very loyal to people that help me, and you know, whatever they do for me, I try to return a favor. Yeah, man. Uh, so I, we went back to the dressing room after the stage. Yeah. And you know, there wasn't no cell phones. So he he Eric Sermon wrote his number down. Mm. And for some reason, the Holy Spirit was like, yo, listen, he's <laughs> about to give the number to your boy. Yeah. As he was passing the number, just like this. Mm-hmm. Where's my wait, where's my okay? As he was passing the number, just yeah. like this, Carson, I looked at that little paper. Yeah. And I memorized seven numbers. It was gone. I had like wow. a, a one second window. Wow. Because for some reason, I was just like, I can't let this opportunity pass for nobody. So I gave my boy the courtesy. Yeah, like, yeah. yo, listen, you got his number. Mm-hmm. He said he's f-ing with us. Right. Yo, I gave him a courtesy of like two, three weeks before yeah, I yeah. even disturbed him about it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yo, did you call E? Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. All right. I waited another two week. Did you call yeah. E? No, uh, I tried, but he's not home. And then I waited another couple of weeks yeah. and then another couple of weeks until he finally said, yo, I lost the number. Oh. I said that night that yeah. I memorized the number off that mm-hmm. paper, piece of paper being passed, <laughs> I I, uh, I I wrote it down. Oh, man. And I found out the area code, uh, just different area codes, 516-631. Because it was right. a Long Island number. So I tried. I was like, because I yeah. knew that was going to happen. I yeah. knew something funny was going to happen. I wrote that number down and I called nothing. Then I called and his mother and sister, sister picker, Eric Sermon, wow. he's on the floor right now. I was like, yes. So yeah. I called again, called again. Then a couple of months later, I finally yeah. got in touch with E. He was like, wow. yo, I've been waiting for you to call. And I was Damn. literally on the phone like, yo, <laughs> I was still trying to call you, man. <laughs> so happy I was damn near crying. Like, we trying to call you. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the number. I'm just so happy I called you. So long story short, I, I I got kicked out my pop's house for selling drugs. I got kicked oh, out my mom's house for selling drugs. Wow. And I had nowhere to go. EP, Eric from uh, EPMD told me I could come live with him. I've been on tour ever since I was 20 years old. So wow. I'm a, definitely a hip-hop baby. I was born in this industry. Mm-hmm. And that long-ass story was to let people know to yeah. put it in the universe, believe it, Always yeah. go for the purpose, not the profit. Because I yeah. love music so much till I didn't think about anything else. When you yeah. wake up and you can't think about nothing else, mm-hmm. but that goal or that particular activity or something you want to do, yeah. follow it. Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's a, that's a powerful, powerful story because it has so many intricate moments that still lead to the same manifestation, to the same law of attraction. You know what I'm saying? Like you I, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry it was so long, but I That's had all right. to let y'all know yeah. how the dots connected because it's such a blessing. Right. It's right. such a blessing. Yeah. Now that's incredible because you hear it on the radio, right? You tell your sister, "Hey, look, we got to get in this game." The next thing you know, you're running into these cats for real. Now you got this number memorized in your brain in the dome. Now you write it down. Then you wait out of respect, and you call that number, you track down the right area code, now you in the game. You know? I mean, come on, man. But you see what it shows me, too, is it proves something that I try to tell people all the time. It's that not only do you want to have a dream and a goal and a mission, 
but you have to put action behind it. You see? Because, yeah, you had the big dream of music. You want to be in the game. You, you said it to your sister and everything else, but at the same time, it took action. You had to look at those numbers. You had to actually make the phone call. You had to track down the right area code, make the phone That's call. Right. But even before that, you had to actually, when he, when he, when he talked to you, you know, he said, give me some verses, drop a bar. You had to drop a bar. You know, then you had to go out, go out on stage and throw away all the fear, all the anxiety, and you had to perform on the spot like that. Yes. You know what I'm yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's and how, that, that's how it is. Good, I did such a good job. They was like, yo, we want to put you. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I had a similar situation with how I started getting on TV. It was a, an interview to talk about potentially being on a future show. And the owner of that TV network said, just go. Um, there's a lady guy here who produced uh, a, a TV series for Ancient Aliens. She just wants to ask you a few questions and see if, you know, you'd be right for one of our shows. I'm like, OK. She asked me about three pages of questions, about close to 200 questions on camera. They mic'd me up and everything. I said, this is one hell of an interview. I've never been in an interview like this. Next thing I know, they said, okay, cut. We're going to, we're going to use all this in the, in the next three uh, seasons of Deep Space. And I was like, wow. what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was it. It was like, you on. That was it. That was my freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Wow. They want, they wanted to make sure I wasn't a Google cut and paste guy that I really had the knowledge in my head. You know what That's I mean? That's right. You're, yeah. a very no, you're a very knowledgeable brother at oh, the man. end of the Thank day, you. brother. I, you, I'm tuned in. So at the end of the day, we're saying, ladies and gentlemen, me and Billy are saying, because I even learned this from uh, my pastor, Mike Todd, uh, Transformation Nation Church, man. I follow him, even though right. it's in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma. But, you know, you got to seed, sow, time, work, harvest. You got to plant the seed. Sow it. Mm-hmm. You got to put the time in. Yep. You got to work it. Then you get the harvest. Yeah, yeah. You got to put it in fruition. You got to put it in the universe. Yeah, your words, absolutely. like you said, is very strong and powerful. Yeah, very powerful. Real quick, also, just touch a little bit on how did the acting part come in? Because man, you became you've now become a great actor. I mean, I remember the very first time you got on, you know, and, and, and did a little acting couple cameos here and there and so forth. But then now you really developed into what I consider, man, a premium grade A actor. How did you get into this acting? Uh, you know what? Honestly, it's, it's natural. Mm. Uh, we was put on the spot, really, for our first movie, uh, How High. Mm-hmm. Um, the network didn't ask if we took acting classes or anything. They just, <laughs> we just, they just said, yo, we are shooting this day. And when we got there, and when it was time to shoot, they just said action. They didn't wow. give us no preparation, no notes. And me and Meth looked at each other like, yo, this is, is really going down. Wow. They said action. We got to. And we just <laughs> go right into it. it wow. It's like acting, you know, acting is like, like once you, first of all, everything takes steps. Everything, mm-hmm. everything takes, uh a quality to learn about it. Like you just can't just jump up and just start rapping. You got to learn the essence of it, where it came from, mm-hmm. uh, different intricates of it, of any job. I, mm-hmm. I respect any job, even a stripper. You just can't yeah. get up there, get on a pole and call yourself a stripper. Right. Strippers right. been in the game. Some strippers been in the game for the longest. They know how to work the pole and the audience and to get what they need to get from their right. audience. Just like us. Um, acting, it, it kind of just fell in our lap from us being natural who we mm-hmm. are because mm-hmm. everything about acting is your truth, your inner yeah. truth. And this is what I'm learning now. Cause I'm taking acting class at TESOL. 
Mm. Uh, very that's by that stands for Tasha Smith. Everyone knows Tasha Smith. She's uh, directed uh, the BMF uh, yeah. series for Fifty Cent, and she played in many movies. Look her up, Tasha Smith. She has an excellent, excellent uh, acting class right now, wow. and is online. So mm-hmm. I would definitely venture into that if anyone is looking to act. Mm. But I just started taking this class because I want to be more behind the camera. I want to direct. Mm-hmm. So in order to direct, you got to know what you want from your actors. Yeah. Um. So me falling into acting was just like someone dropped us in a bucket and mm-hmm. said, hey, act. And right. we just figured out like, okay, what would we do uh, yeah. playing ourselves? Because yeah. when you're playing yourself in a movie, it's not really too much acting you have to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah, you just got to turn on your personality. Yeah. But in order to play a different character besides yourself, mm-hmm. that's when the skill and the techniques you need to learn mm. come in. And, right. and if you also want to learn more about uh, the deeper depths of acting, mm-hmm. uh, read the uh, 12 step book by Ivana Chubbuck. Mm. Uh, do I have that book down here? Uh, no. But read the 12 step book by uh, Ivana Chubbuck, and okay. that'll help you out a lot. Because right. acting is very serious. Um, it's also therapy. Mm. If you don't have your inner truth, if you're not true within, mm-hmm. it shows on camera. Mm. It really shows on camera. So yeah. now that I'm learning that, I'm taking acting more serious now. But yeah. how I started acting, it just music opened doors to other, you know, uh, I, I would say music opened doors to other uh, uh, things you can do. Like mm-hmm. far right. as doing commercials, mm-hmm. acting, uh, directing, yeah. uh, doing other uh, projects, movie pro- movie projects, soundtracks for movies. It right. So many doors. So it was yeah. just like a drop in the bucket, Bill. Nice, man. That's amazing. That's beautiful. And now you're on Power Book, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it, man. Just listen. I, I can't wait to see if, you know, if they continue on the writers. But these writers, they don't, they, you don't know who they're going to kill next. But I can't wait to see if this progresses into another season because I like the, I like the uh, you know, you and Method Man that play off each other, what you guys got going on there. I just can't wait to see how, because in my brain, I could twist that story all kind of ways it can end up. So it's pretty interesting. Well, I don't want to bust nobody bubble on that right now, Bill. But here's the thing. I'm like, they're doing this, shooting the next season right now. Yeah. And. I'm written in the next season. Okay. But Lionsgate, which, you know, power is under, mm-hmm. they're mandating everyone to have the vaccine shot. Oh, no. On there. And Ugh. I'm not ready for that, for power. So right. I don't know. They might just say I died in jail or something. Y'all are first <laughs> to hear it or something. But. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready to yeah. mandate my soul and my body and what I believe in to yeah. be on power right now. Right, right. So y'all might not see me in the next season, which I'm fine with that. Yeah. I had a chance to, you know, play with my brother uh yeah. up on the first uh, you know, the second season. And I'm mm-hmm. good with that. I'm fine. But just to let y'all know, if y'all don't see me in the new season, that means I will not sacrifice my uh my body for the vaccine just to be on power respect respect man standing for what's what you believe in 
uh, is your vessel. It's your temple. It's your temple, not their That's temple, right. your temple. Absolutely. Right. And there are some inherent risks in there that uh, people just don't want to acknowledge, but the risks are there. Uh, right. So, hey, man, that's hey, man, that's powerful yeah. stuff, man. I, you know, you got to respect the man that stands up for himself and for what he believes is his own truth. Big facts. You know, Big facts. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So what is next for Redman? What you got coming up next? Uh, I got so many things going on right now. Mm. First of all, I'm in transformation with myself right now. Uh, mm. I had to really just concentrate on getting my soul right. Yeah. You know, when you when like I told you earlier, uh, you know, I was on tour since 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been, I done seen so much shit at an early age till I didn't grow up as a normal, you know, person would, uh, mm-hmm. far as learning about different, uh, uh, over, like overcoming, a, like I didn't learn about overcoming a lot of obstacles. You know, gotcha. once you in the game, hip hop game, you're making money, fast yeah. life, winning. I didn't know how to take a loss, really. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I didn't know. I, I, my perception of love and respect for women and relationship was mm-hmm. uh, tainted. Okay. Um. So. The last couple of years, I've been really spending mm. getting my soul together. Nice. Stop beating my flesh. Yeah. Um, really just tuning into the to what I'm about, really. And everything that I'm doing now is mainly for purpose. Mm. I wanted more purpose in my life. I was always right. chasing money, chasing a job, moving this, moving around, and I wasn't moving, I wasn't moving with real purpose. So mm. now everything that I'm doing now, uh, like, for example, helping my boy do it all, do, do, pray, Kelly, going to counseling, yeah. that's purpose. There's mm-hmm. no money I'm getting out of it. Actually, I'm spending money to help the campaign. Okay. Purpose. Um, uh, taking this acting class. Mm-hmm. Purpose. So I can mm-hmm. help direct more movies with content to help people. Yeah. Uh, I am co-founder of the first of its own May history again, uh, National Cannabis Party, meaning mm-hmm. you have the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, yeah. and now you have the first FEC approved National wow. Cannabis Party. I am wow. co-founder of that, and we can actually put a president in the seat. Wow. Um, and please look us up, www.nationalcannabisparty.org. Beautiful. And uh, what we're about is the fabric and the structure of the cannabis industry. Okay. Uh, we're about social equity and equalities. We're about uh, tapping into the areas and communities that's been affected by WOD, war on drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, want to uh, implement effective expungement clinics. Those mm-hmm. who have been incarcerated yeah. for cannabis, we want to get everyone out. There's no right. reason that anyone should be incarcerated still when it's decriminalized and exactly. and, 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 and it's uh, legalized. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And besides that, uh, we wanted to promote education. We want to we want people to learn about the cannabis uh, plant. We want people to know about the social injustice in getting a license between black and white and brown because mm-hmm. it's a lot of it. Yeah, and we don't really have that umbrella mm-hmm. that us as a cannabis industry can talk about it. Because like mm-hmm. the Republicans and the Democrats, you can get together as a a unit. Yeah. And you could discuss 
y'all matters that's going on in your community, and mm-hmm. y'all can take that to the White House for change. Yeah. All right. The cannabis industry don't have that. So we want to be those people. And one day you got to have uh, my president on there, which she's younger than me, but she's mm. my sister uh, and sister of color. Yeah. And she's very, very intricate, very wow. knowledgeable. And mm. she's our president. You got to have her on one day. Please. Yeah. That's what we're about. We're about this. Uh, we're about we're about the structure and the fabric of the cannabis industry. Mm. And that's one thing I'm working on as well. That mm. is mainly for the purpose of the people. I'm yep. not making no money off of it. I'm mm. not getting no change off of it. <laughs> I am just working for the people. So yep. everything I'm doing right now, uh, uh, Billy, besides my album, Money yep. Waters 2, that's banging. Oh, Y'all man. That when it comes out. Oh, um, yeah. Besides the album, besides possibly working on a How High 3 with Meth, um, mm-hmm. I have these things that I'm just nice. on, the, down on the gridiron, just ready to flow, yep. ready to pop off. Nice. Sounds like a lot of service to others, which is a huge part of mental, personal self-growth, knowledge of self. Uh, And it also generates a lot of positive karma, which is great, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one thing I'm learning about is personal growth. Like, like I cannot stress people out there to really start loving themselves and putting themselves first and stop thinking for your flesh and think with your soul and also support your here. Everyone, everybody want to get there. And that's another thing I'm learning in my sermons too on Sunday. Everyone want to get there instead of supporting here mm-hmm. where you at. Here is what's going to really uh, uh, educate you to get there. And I, I learned to, I, I, I learned to be vulnerable, be transparent, be accountable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just learned so much. To, it's like, yo, it's like, wow, I've been missing this much. Yeah. For the last 30 years of my life yeah. of being accountable to accept my uncomfortability, knowing that my uncomfortability is my preparation. Yes. I've been missing. If I would have known this, would stoppable right now. I always tell the youth and people that's listening to us right now, yeah. Bill, like, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better than me. Yeah. So learn these little um, intricate things that we just explained. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know about it, read about it. Yeah. Read about being transparent. Read about being accountable. Mm-hmm. Learn about your vulnerability. Being vulnerable is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, people like when you're vulnerable because that way you can connect with other people in your same uh, in your same realm. And exactly. you always want to have you always want to help people just like we're helping you with our conversation. You got to be mm-hmm. able to use your stories and your vulnerability and your uncomfortable and your discomfort. Sorry to as a testimony to help mm-hmm. so yeah man hey this is phenomenal man you you really have matured into a phenomenal human being man i want to give you your flowers now while you're still alive hey yeah man listen bro i think you're a phenomenal dude man i like your story i like the way you've risen into where you are right now and then also the changes that you've made in your own life and now the service that you're putting out there to me it just shows me man you can show us everybody like if you're staying in the same place you was 20 years ago, then you're stagnant and you're not growing. You're a great example, man, of the rose coming out of growing out of concrete. And now you, you're, you're about in full blossom, man. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to see. That's right. And cause I, I, I learned from, I learned from listening. Mm-hmm. I listen more. Yeah. Um, I, I do a lot of listening and mm-hmm. I watch things that feed my soul now, nice. like your show, like you, 
Thank your you, show have really like put me on a lot of things that I wasn't aware of. Wow. Um, I, I, matter of fact, I tried to hit you one night when you was live <laughs> talking about the red heat, the red light. Oh yeah, the red light I, therapy. Yeah, yeah, red light therapy. I tried yeah. to hit you that night. I was, I was tuned in. I was like, "Are you serious?" Because yeah. I got to show the pain, and you yeah. said you, you used it and it helped you. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. You know, it's it's incredible. I, I'm going to use it tonight because I, I I had a car accident and I got an injured disc in my back, and it it was getting much better, but then it slipped when I was on vacation just now. I just got back, literally just landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to put it on my back tonight in infrared heat mode because it's penetrating deeper into the layers. Mm-hmm. Just helped with some of the inflammation so I can get to a chiropractor. I'm going to use some stem, the red light therapy, and a couple of adjustments. I'll be right back on my feet again. Get out of here. So, so, yeah. so you have because so, I wanted to ask you, like, what was the, what is the the most effective red light therapy uh, machine? Because I've seen a couple of them, but I just didn't yeah. know which one to choose. We actually have one. We actually had an engineer design one and build one. This engineer used to work for one of the biggest red light uh, therapy companies and then broke off to become his own. He designed sound resonance beds now. He designed these red light therapy machines for us and other technologies that we're working on as well. Uh, different types of modalities that he's building, technological modalities to help people get better mentally and physically. And so this one we actually sell on my website, man. But uh, when we get off of here, man, just tell me an address to send one to. I'll send one out to you. Yes. I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry, Thank man. You. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I really appreciate that, man. I really yeah, no problem. That. My pleasure, man. My pleasure, man. You know, hopefully one day we can talk to your president, the young lady you were telling me about. That'd be great. Absolutely. Maybe, uh, I know absolutely. meth is always busy, man. But, uh, you know, if we can get meth on here one day, that'd be phenomenal, too. I definitely give past the word on to him, my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you, man. Appreciate yeah, it. I, I, hope I, I, I hope I ain't talk too long. I'm just very no, passionate because I know what it is to try yeah. to cut a show down uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right hours. So yeah, yeah. feel free to cut what you want, bro. Um, I'm a, I, I got to have you on my show, too. Like, um, you know, yeah. LL is my big brother. And nice. uh, he had Rock the Bells Radio. And he okay. actually gave me a slot last year, which mm. did excellent. Um, mm-hmm. I just took like a couple of months off because I got to work this album. But yeah. Yeah, y'all tune in to uh, the Muddy Waters Rock the Bell show when I started back up, maybe in yeah. April um, or April or May, uh, Channel okay. 43 uh, on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And it's on LL station, Rock the Bells Radio. And I got to have you up there. With me. Hey, that'll be a blessing, bro. That would be a super blessing. I'm Absolutely. looking forward to that one. Absolutely, brother. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for coming on here tonight, guys. It's been another great episode of the Four Bidding Knowledge Podcast. Yes, we got Red Man in the house. Yes. All right, listen. <laughs> the one and only unique voice out here, man. Listen, if I make an animated series, I'm, I'm going to hire you. I'm going to find your agent and book you, man. <laughs> man, look, you got my number, bro. You just yeah, hit me direct. It's all yeah. in the paperwork. That's it. Got you. All got you, bro. Paperwork. Got you. Because that man, we're going to uh, do something. Uh, like I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. I just want to give you your flowers as well, man. Like oh, you're doing such you, a great job in educating people, and uh, you know, bringing knowledge to your platform. Not a not a lot of people will take that chance and 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 
try to win that way. They always think they got to promote ignorance, yeah. but not you. You went the opposite route. I really love your channel, bro. I really love what you're doing for the people. And Thank it's you. and it's and it, and it's only a must that I give you your flowers as well, man. Thank keep you, up man. the great work. Keep on blowing up, man, and keep knowledge uh, giving people the knowledge that they need because your knowledge really feeds the soul. Like it really because I, I know people that don't watch anything, but they like, yo, I like that Forbidden Channel. I, I definitely yeah. with that. They tuned yeah. in. So great job, my brother. Hey, thank Peace you, man. Out. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks, yes, man. Yes, sir. Hey, I can't wait to hear this new album. Oh, yeah. It's grown. I'm on my grown, man. Everybody that's been waiting for this Muddy Water 2 album, I'm working my ass off, yeah. but I'm on my grown, man. And I'm giving y'all a meal. I'm not giving y'all a snack. I'm not right. even giving y'all a dinner. I'm giving y'all a full meal. Oh, I'm going to yeah. have some songs on there. <laughs> and y'all look out for it under uh, Empire Records, Riverton Entertainment, and Giller House Records. All right. So, yeah. Fantastic. Hey, man, I'm let you get back to work, man. I appreciate you again. And uh, we'll hook up later. I'm, I'm Give me your information. I'll, well, text me your information, and I'll make sure I get you that that, uh, that red light therapy machine. Okay, and I'm going to send you my uh, – I'm going to get that T-shirt ready. You just text me your sizes, yeah. and I'll send that out, and I'll text you my address, brother. Cool, man. Pre yes, appreciate sir. you, brother. Peace. Salute, salute, salute. Yeah. All later. Right. All right. Hey, so that was pretty dope. Great interview with Redman. Um, like I said, guys, I'm still sitting here in this lobby at the uh, at the hotel down here at Margaritaville in Key West. But, man, I really appreciate you guys uh, hanging out for this long and listening to that interview. Great interview with Red Man. I sent them out that red light therapy machine. I sent them a, a grounding patch kit from the from uh, the, the, the company that we linked up with, with for grounding products, earthing products, uh, which are available on my website, ForbiddenKnowledge.com. And uh, he sent me a, a, a care package as well. So we're developing this great friendship and relationship now. I hope we can continue to build on that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to be working hopefully on some projects here in the very near future. Great guy, man. What I like about it, man, the guy is really open. You know, um, it takes a lot of uh, courage to be vulnerable like that and to really talk about things. You know, sometimes people hear, hear people, you know, that we you call quote unquote famous talking about things and about their personal life. And you think it's easy. It's not easy. Like, it's not easy talking about things. So many times I talked about certain things about my life and things what places that I've been and things I had to go through and things I did go through. And, you know, you, sometimes you want to break down and cry while you're talking, but you can't. You, know, try, you try to be as strong as you possibly can. It's not easy to expose like. The, the, your inner thoughts and the things that you've been through and where you came from or where you're going, where you're going to and how you're trying to grow as a person. Pretty vulnerable, man. Red man's a really dope kid, man. Oh, kid. I mean, I call him a kid. Me and him the same damn age, but he's a dope human. He's, um, he has that youthful, you know, personality. Like he's still, he's still a young man. Incredible, incredible to be able to keep that, you know, and that energy that he has is so contagious. His energy is super contagious. And I really appreciate him. I really appreciate him for, for coming on and taking his time out from his busy schedule and being able to share that with us. You know what I'm saying? And to even be able to talk about things, some of the things he talked about, a lot of people probably wouldn't have mentioned those things. So that was pretty, pretty interesting. He gave us a little inside scoop on what he may or may not be doing next season on Power, which is pretty crazy. And, you know, like I said in the interview, it's his vessel, his body, his temple. And I don't think that there should be anybody out there. No, 
definitely not a corporation that should be telling you what you can and can't do with your own body period so that's amazing amazing powerful stuff anyway guys i gotta run now i'm gonna shoot out the dinner but i'm gonna hop on this week and i'm gonna try to get back on saturday night for sure i want to do a rant on this whole ukraine situation and i want to really go in deep on it i want to talk about the resources the money i want to follow the money i want to track down the money i want to find out who what where and when and why and uh we're gonna have a big talk uh on saturday night i'm gonna i'm gonna tune in guys i'm gonna get them back to the serious billy back to the Back to the stoic, serious Billy, because I really need to I need I need to, to talk about this topic. It's really super important. And what is it going to mean for stock markets? What is it going to mean for investments? What is it going to mean for real estate? What is it going to mean for gas prices? Why? Who's behind these prices? Why are they going up anyway? I want to touch on some of these topics. So hopefully we can ride out again on Saturday, uh, Saturday night and just touch on some of these topics. And let's expose some of the. Uh, the inside information about this whole thing and find out who's pulling whose strengths and, and where. So things are going to be a pretty good, cool talk. I'll probably drop a little uh, post about it and, uh, you know, a preview, a premiere about it on YouTube so that you can get the reminder and then we'll go in. And, and I think I'm going to go on a hardcore rant on, uh, on Saturday. All right. Hey guys, thank you for joining. Uh, somebody said, what is the cannabis party site again? Um, it's on his website. His website is redmansworld.com. So if you go to redmansworld.com, you can get all the information there. I think he wrote about it in his blog. I'll drop that link back in the chat. I also put it in the caption of this video. Okay. I just clicked on the link and it works for me over here. So it should work everywhere in the world. Uh, so check out that link, redmansworld.com. Redmans with an S, R-E-D-M-A-N-S, world.com. And I'll also make sure I have it in the audio uh, of this podcast on all the audio plat uh, platforms as well. All right. Hey, guys, thanks for spending the time with me. I appreciate y'all. I got to go get trimmed up and uh, changed up and get ready to go out to dinner. All right. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Uh, uh, and uh, I'll catch you probably, like I said, on Saturday. All right. Peace. Hi, I'm Billy Carson, researcher, speaker, and best-selling author of The Compendium of the Emerald Tablets and Woke Doesn't Mean Broke. I'm inviting you to join me on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv to enjoy hours of great programming, learn the secrets of ancient Egypt, unexplained structures on the moon and Mars, financial literacy, holistic and healthy lifestyles. Go now to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv and get three days free. While there, you can enter to win a Rolls Royce. That's ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. Hi, my name is Billy Carson, and I'm the president of Forbidden Knowledge. We have an amazing investment opportunity here for anyone who wants to buy shares in Forbidden Knowledge. The money that's generated from this crowdfunding platform is going to be used to bring on a new content acquisitions partner. We're going to hire a new in-house graphics designer, a social media manager, a put together a customer service team and a customer service management program that will organize and satisfy all the different legs of Forbidden Knowledge Inc. As well as, and of course, make more improved high quality streaming content for the Forbidden Knowledge TV platform. 
which right now is featured on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, iOS and Android apps, and also, of course, the web. The streaming platform is a year old right now and doing very, very well. And we're looking for your support where you can not only be a conscious customer, but also be a part owner in an amazing opportunity that includes streaming TV, book publishing, and e-commerce. Grow with us and earn with us. Forbidden Knowledge, Inc. You are watching Forbidden Knowledge TV. This is Billy Carson with ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. Forbidden Knowledge TV has just reached its one-year anniversary. That's right, one year. And as a show of appreciation, we are giving all new subscribers a free 30-day trial of ForbiddenKnowledge.tv. That's 30 days to binge watch thousands of movies, documentaries, conferences, workshops, lectures, yoga classes, meditation courses, and so much more. So log on to ForbiddenKnowledge.tv from your computer or mobile device or get the Forbidden Knowledge TV app on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play today and use coupon code 30 days free. That's coupon code 30 days free on ForbiddenKnowledge.tv today.